about cats then you've come to the perfect place welcome to the cat sultan podcast expert cat behaviorist lana fraley rich doesn't just train cats she teaches cat enthusiasts and owners how to read and respond to common cat behaviors dishing the latest scoop on all things feline this is the cat sultan podcast with lana fraley rich hello and welcome to the cat sultan podcast i'm lana fraley rich and your host today, and I have along with me, Samantha Knight, my cat tributer. Hi, guys. Hi. Joining me in the studio today also is Zach Lewis hey. and Kristen Marin. Hello. So I'm real excited about this particular podcast, as I always am. I'm really happy to have Samantha here again. You've been on another podcast with me. I love coming me. on this show. I yeah, love it's it. Great. <laughs> it's great. It's super, super. I love to have you here. So I think for those people who don't know you very well, could you tell me a little bit about your cat thing? Uh, my family we've just had cats always since i was a kid we've had some dogs throughout the years but the cats are just we're we're cat people i have two cats now one is 16 she'll be 17 in november and one is about a year and a half and mouse and myrtle are their names respectively i love them i call mouse my old lady baby because she's cranky Mm -hmm. but she wants me to hold her like a baby myrtle's still in that kitten phase she wants to run through the house and bite everything and everyone and uh yeah, what? I just love them. I love all things cats. What kind of cats are they? So uh, they're both American short hairs. Mouse mm-hmm. is tabby. Mm-hmm. She's a little, uh, she's a flabby tabby. I'll say that. <laughs> and then uh, Myrtle, I found her in a Hardy's parking lot in Salem, Illinois. She's a, a tortie. And she's mostly, uh. mostly black, but she's got just beautiful, like, uh, cream rimmed eyes. She looks mm-hmm. like a little owl sometimes. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful, yeah. beautiful kitty really cat. Really pretty. Mm-hmm. Now you said that your older one is a tabby, which means striped. But what? What? You can have a short hair tabby, a long hair tabby, a, a blue tabby, a red tabby. So what color is she? Muddy brown gray tabby. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kind of standard, standard short hair tabby. Yeah. Although she's she's got a long hair. We call her the mountain kitty because she's she's not long hair. She's not like a like a uh, Maine Coon or anything, but she's got a lot of hair. Does she have a slick tail or a fluffy tail? Slick tail. Okay, she's more of a short hair jean then. Yeah, yeah but then she then. sheds like crazy. Mm. She's floofy. A little more fat there. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I know, I'm kind of like you. You know, I grew up with both dogs and cats in my household when I was a kid, you know, so I've just always stayed bipetual. You consider yourself a bipetual too with cats and dogs, but we tend to air both of us. We tend to go toward, be drawn toward the feline world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you, I think you told me that you were in some groups, different cat groups. Tell me about your cat groups. Okay, well, uh, the main one is the Creepy Cat Club. (laughs) (laughs) The CCC, of course. The CCC. Uh, It got started in Denton, Texas, and it just kind of grew. People started adding everybody, and now it's kind of a nationwide club, and we have Dallas meetups. You do? Mm -hmm. When do you Mm -hmm. have your cat Creepy? Cat club. <laughs> Whenever we want. There's no set meetup time. It's not like a meetup.com well, like sort of thing. It? It's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> and our, and our kind of little tagline is are the cats the creeps or are we the creeps? So do you bring your cats to the meetings? No. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> we just mostly get together and hang out with other like minded individuals. <laughs> so where do you meet? Yeah. Everywhere. Different bars. Um, the the uh, cat cafe in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Well, there's mm-hmm. a cat cafe in Louisville? 
Yeah. Uh, yes. Whoa, how, do, how do I not know about this? What's I, the cat cafe? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a cafe full of cats. They have cats there? They have cats there. All the cats there are, are up for adoption, and they're usually pretty friendly. No you have, way. That's a real thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. you pet all the cats you want all, all right. day. This weekend, taking the girlfriend, cat cafe, it's going to be great. You'll make some points, Zach. <laughs> yes. I yeah, know you'll make some points. some serious brownie points. <laughs> and yeah. you'll bring a cat home. So I okay, hope you're ready well, for okay, that. Okay, well, maybe I... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you're not ready, you're not ready. I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment, you're ready. but I'll get yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> One thing at a time, isn't it, Zach? Yes, big time. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> not to rush you. So is that is that the only organization you're with, you're involved with, or there's another one? Uh, well, it's the only established club with, like, a Facebook page. Um, I often go, uh, there's a, a bar in my neighborhood called Ten Bells Tavern, they uh, support feral friends, so we do cocktails for kitties. We meet, meet up there. Actually, Creepy Cat Club meets up at, at cocktails for kitties pretty often. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Those are just random meeting times. You don't have a certain time either. Okay. No, just whenever yeah. they're holding one. Oh, that's great. I like the cat meetup thing. In fact, I started a cat meetup here in Dallas. Um, like we've just 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 uh, celebrated our, our one year anniversary, and I was told by the lady that that starts the meetup things that are kind of the organizer people. They say that they said, "Don't be surprised." don't get discouraged if, if you know you don't have very many people that start at first it takes a while to get going on the cat thing or mm-hmm. on a new or new meetup sure, period yeah. i said okay okay so we now have over 100 people wow. oh my gosh yeah how many show up? yeah how many show up every month well every time you know we may have we may have 12 we may have eight we may have 20 you know it just depends but we've been on the second tuesday of every month unless it's valentine's or something we meet on the second tuesday so the cat meetup is a really good thing it's the north called the north dallas slash Plano Cat Lovers Meetup. So you can find that on Meetup. It's a really good deal. So. And you guys, Zach is already Googling the Cat Cafe. It's true. They have four <laughs> yeah. and a half stars on Yelp. I mean, this is obviously a reputable establishment. They've yeah. been there for a while, I think. Really? How did I not know about this? Usually I'm pretty in the loop on this kind of thing. I guess not. No, when you have a cat, soon you will be. Oof. Yeah, you'll be connected <laughs> to all things cats. What, one thing I've wanted to ask you, Samantha, for a long time have you noticed any issues? I know you see a lot of feral cats, and they're probably not, you know, really riddled with a lot of problems with obesity. Mm-hmm. But obesity is really up with cats. It's really, really it's huge, in fact. Have you noticed any issues, or you've talked with any friends that have problems with their cats being a little bit uh, like a tubby-tabby? Well, yeah, I, I describe Mouse as a flabby-tabby. She's mm. not <laughs> one of those solidly round cats, but she's yeah. got a gut that swings when she walks. Well, they're not into the core stuff. I mean, no, what can you no. Say? <laughs> um, but, you know, I have a friend, um, her cat's called Cow Cat, and oh. he's spotted like a cow, but he's also fat. Like oh. a cow um, mm-hmm. friend who also named her cat Fat Cat, which mm-hmm. is apt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have a lot of friends with fat cats. And yeah. uh, I don't know if it's that they're not getting enough exercise in apartments because they're all mm-hmm. apartment cats. Mm-hmm. Or do people just feed them their, you know, scraps or leftovers? How many snacks do they get? I don't know. I try and limit Mouse's snacks and make sure she gets exercise. But, again, she is 16 going on 17, so that's not always mm-hmm. the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. Was uh, she always flabby or is it something that happened with age? You know, probably around age 10 she started getting fat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And is that something that's typical, Lana, for aging cats to mm-hmm. kind of put on weight? Yeah, I think it's more common in the senior level kitties, but I think it happens. It can happen anytime. And I think, you know, there's people who think they're loving their cat by giving them more food. That's, a, you know, because cats are such foodies. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to, to, you know, to really make an impression or talk to their cat or show love for their cat by feeding them more and more food, which um, we'll get into because we're going to talk about a lot more of this in our second segment. 
which I'm really excited about. Oh, good, because I, I do have a lot of questions about what kinds of snacks I should be giving them yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that. Do, is mm-hmm. diabetes a problem for fat cats? I have so many questions for you. You touched on a really important point here because there are some really serious ramifications from obesity in cats. The first one, of course, is, is about just being the fat thing that it is, but also uh, there's osteoarthritis. They have problems leading to type 2 diabetes. They can have high blood pressure, ligament injuries, uh, cancer, kidney disease, and also the sad part, it, discre- it decreases their life expectancy by about two and a half years when wow. they are overweight. Mm-hmm. And, of course, for you, it runs up your vet bill because you have to deal with all these issues yes. that are going on. So we want to keep the vet bill down, but the most important thing is to have our kitty happy and healthy. <laughs> so there's still more to come on the Cat Sultan podcast on the Real News Communication Networks. everything. More of the Cat Sultan podcast continues next on the Real News Communications Network. Black and orange stray cats sitting on the fence. Ain't got enough dough to pay the rent. The Cat Sultan podcast with Lana Fraley-Rich returns right now on the Real News Communications Network. Welcome back to the Cat Salta Podcast and RNCN. I'm your host, Lana Fraley-Rich. Before the break, we were discussing a problem with cat obesity with my cat tributor, Samantha Knight. So uh, let's, let's pick up where we left off a little bit. We talked about uh, some real serious uh, issues that cats can have as a result of being overweight. Um, so one of the things I wanted to bring up before we get into that exactly is about the actual statistics. I got into this big time recently, and uh, I found I was I was really shocked to read the actual statistics that came in at the end of 2016. We found that the that there was another increase in cat obesity and it raised it up to 59 percent of our felines are either overweight or obese. Now. Cats have, I mean, dogs have the same problem too, but but it's higher. Cat more, there's more obesity in cats than there are in dogs, so um, that just really alarmed me. But it's apparently a real hot topic now. Um, I got was interviewed for a couple of the radio stations uh, about this very topic recently, so it's really apparently getting all around everywhere. Yeah. So Samantha, you said you had a friend that has a cat that's overweight too. That was got the reverse through diabetes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I actually I had dinner with my friend last night, and um, I I had cat sat for her uh, a few months back, and her cat had just been diagnosed with diabetes, and we had a very very specific diet that we had to feed him and it was all on a timer and we had to make sure he was drinking enough water mm-hmm. and things like that and um she told me last night his diabetes has been reversed and he's safe he's healthy now but she still has to really really watch what he eats yeah yeah like i have to watch what i eat too mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know and I, mm-hmm. i'm actually pretty concerned that a mouse might be becoming diabetic i've noticed recently she drinks a lot of water and mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. it's a sign in humans for diabetes to always be thirsty mm-hmm. so i don't know if that's a a cat signifier of diabetes as well do you know about that it can be because okay. yeah it's a good yeah good clue good keen observer that you are that's great that's one well, we have one to of the be. vet in a couple weeks so yeah. we'll find out go yeah that's great also it can uh, be indicative of a kidney function that's going on is she okay with her kidneys as far as you know as far as i know no mm-hmm. um wetting outside the litter box or anything just yeah 
good. No she big puddles. She seems to be regular. Mm-mm. Good. It's, and it's a girl. She, she's, she's a gal. She, that's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> and I do. I check their litter. So yeah. of course you do. Probably at least once or twice. At least once or twice mm-hmm. a, a, a day, I would think. No, oh, yeah, you yeah. gotta monitor it. You gotta see what's going on. I feel like that's yeah. um, one of the biggest indicators of health is is there a sudden change in litter box habits. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's a neat thing that you brought that up because people who have indoor cats, um, you know, get to see all that. But people who have outdoor cats, or even out indoor outdoor cats, if you have a cat that prefers to go outside, or a person who decides they don't want a litter box in the house, yeah, then they go outside to, to make their deposits, and you never see what they're doing or if if they are doing (laughs) so it's really it is an important thing to have an indicator uh, right before your very eyes to watch very carefully what's going on with the cat so i think that's a real important thing what i want to talk about now is about we talked about these statistics about the other problems that cats are having with with their you know really serious problems and you know it's just it's a very very sad and physical and, and environmental things both play a role in this phenomena people are asking what's the big deal big deal was right but wh- <laughs> why is that why is there so much talk all of a sudden about uh, the concern wh- about fat cats and yeah, we've had sure. fat cats for a long time but the problem is it's a trend it's it's getting it's getting to be more and more the increase is much higher in cats that's an alarming rate of like say almost 60 percent of cats are overweight or considered wow. obese why is that do you know why that is yeah. do you have any well, ideas? well yeah I, th- I think a lot of it goes back to and this is not rocket science okay but it's kind of like us it's that that whole equation about what you take in versus what you burn up in calories you know mm-hmm. and so but there's a lot of parts to that and so i wanted to talk about that a little bit because you know, I know when I eat well and eat good and, and have enough protein, enough fat, you know, for my diet, I'm more satiated, you know. And we're not afraid of so many of, of the fats anymore like we used to be for the scared to death about having anything. Everything that's low fat, non-fat. Now we know we need a little fat. Well, everybody's pretty much familiar with that, the Atkins diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Sure. So people are talking about cats being on the what they call the Catkins diet. The cat can style. I think that's pretty cool. I love that's that. That's clever. Because they really do need high fat, high protein, low carb diet. That's what they need. Um, they're obligate carnivores. And we talked mean, about that for, for teeth health. So yeah. it, it helps with more than just their teeth. Absolutely. You have a lot of big, huge dividends. You talked about shedding a while ago. Mm-hmm. If your cats are eating enough fat, enough you know good quality uh, protein with good the amino acids in there, they will usually shed about 50% less, which I think is a good payoff to us and for them because if they're grooming themselves all the time, they're going to ingest less hair, which means less hairballs. Yeah, hmm. I have a lot fewer hairballs since I switched over to a high-protein diet. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, yeah. That's, that's one yeah. of those things. Yeah, yeah I would have known mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So when cats eat, uh, the, because they're obligate carnivores, eat the, the meat you know, and, and proteins, the high-protein and high-fat diet, there's all kinds of dividends paid off of that. Number one is they tend to normalize in weight. Um, but we need to think about what form this great diet is for cats. Again, being obligate carnivores, they have no way to really digest many of the, some of the common fillers or carbs that are put into some of the cat food. Mm-hmm. Right. And unfortunately, yeah. a, lot Rice of the cat, a lot of the cat food. and soy. And yeah, and you won't ever see a... a a cat running through a cornfield looking for corn to take down they're looking for mice you know <laughs> they know what to eat you know so anyway we want to feed them in a way that they can digest and it makes them flourish and not just survive but thrive yeah 
And we do that by feeding them things that have a lot of amino acids, which is meat. All right. Um, so we need to read our labels and be very, very careful about what, what about picky about what you, what's in your cat's food. Um, some of it has, uh, they call it chicken meal. Chicken meal. meal. Yeah, or, or, okay. Or meat, meat, some kind of a meal, you know, they, they call it because, but what they do, it's a little kind of a trick. But they also, they, um, the manufacturers will weigh the chicken and then they, you know, a certain weight and you get to list things by order of how much is in the food. So they put that as as the big thing, but then they turn it into meal and it doesn't have as much really benefit as it does if you had like chicken. Chicken right. So, so is it like yeah. orange juice without the pulp is less healthy than orange juice with the pulp? Well, that's partitioning the food. That's right. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a little different with this, but it, but it means that they're not getting all the nutrition. You, that there is a similarity there. They do, do get more nutrition if they get the whole, the chicken and not the chicken meal. Mm-hmm. We want to re- make sure they don't have soy either, which is not a grain, but they need to watch out for wh- wheat, uh, corn, and they're both GMO usually in the cat food, which yeah, is even worse. So, uh, and no, no, uh, the byproducts or, or soy isolate, protein soy isolate. They, they can call that protein. And of course, now they're switching over to pea protein and other types of things and potatoes. Well, have you ever seen a cat dig up a potato? Never <laughs> once. I have seen Are her we, pull uh, potato peels out of the trash and lick them. Yeah, well, but <laughs> she's not gonna, in the wild, they don't dig up plants. They right. go, they're looking for meat. So, like they strict keeping with this obligate carnivore thing an obligate carnivore is not just a carnivore but it's one that is biologically obligated to have meat on a regular basis so i think using that is going to be a real real important thing so i got mouse some uh treats that are freeze-dried chicken and they they feel like count chocula marshmallows oh yeah but it's it's solid chicken it's just straight up chicken yeah one ingredient how nice is that those That's are good. Great. Those Freeze- are wonderful. Awesome. Freeze fried chicken. One yeah. ingredient. Perfect. It's a great <laughs> match for an obligate carnivore. So we're going to continue the conversation on the Cat Siltham podcast here on RNCN. Stay tuned. Now's the perfect time for a cat nap. The Cat Sultans podcast will return right after this. about cats? You've cat to be kidding me. The Cat Sultans Podcast with Lana Fraley-Rich continues now. Welcome back to the Cat Sultans Podcast at RNCN. I'm your host, Lana Fraley-Rich. Before the break, we were talking um, together all about amongst us or ourselves and the cat contributor, Samantha Knight. We've got Kristen Marin and also Zach Lewis. He hasn't left yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his way to the cat cafe uh, right He's now. Ready it's to true. go. Booking the reservation. Good. I think you need to. So we were talking about the impact of food on our little tubby tabbies mm-hmm. and what or what people really can do. How do you prevent a cat from, you know, getting this whole problem of being, being overweight or becoming obese? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, we talked earlier also about it's kind of like us, you know, uh, less food more exercise but it needs to be the right kind of food we don't necessarily have to always cut down although some people do have to cut down on certain things but i think the most important thing is about the quality of the food 
um, and the type the the format that a food comes in whether it's wet or dry or, or treats or kibble or raw there's all these choices now so what do you do with this plethora of choices about cats what do you feed your cats samantha uh so my cats eat dry food mostly mm-hmm. uh they get one bowl each a day and then i supplement that with wet food probably every other day okay okay what the stats are beginning to show what I've found in my experience as a cat behaviorist is that I found that people's cats will lean up and become more at weight more more quickly when they eat primarily wet food mm-hmm. and it's less calorically dense and it's less processed than dry food so a lot of people are kind of moving away from this whole food the whole dry food thing um, but we know of course dry food started out oh several decades ago because it was easy to do you know you get a big bag and buy it at the, the you know big stores you know and get a big old bag put it in a tub or not or whatever and you fill up the bowl and go to work mm-hmm. you know and that and you're done you know but we now know that's not the way cats eat if we observe how they are in the wild even our little outdoor kitties you know and the outdoor kitties that hunt every day around our houses are no different than the cats inside our house they're just they live outside so the cats out there get a lot more exercise. We're going to deal, talk about that and hold exercise deal in a little bit. So I think a lot of people, like Samantha, tend to do a combination of dry food and wet food. Right. Is, I do too. Is it important for a cat to have dry food? or Not could they No, they could totally go without dry food. Okay. In fact, some cats that get into trouble with urinary tract infections, some vets will say only wet food for this cat from now on because they need the moisture in it to, to keep them hydrated. That's the thing about the dry food. It uh, not only is very calorically dense, but it also has no moisture to offer the cat. In mm. fact, it robs the cat from moisture. It pulls moisture from their gut to be digested. So a lot of times, if they, that's all primarily what the cat eats is dry food, we have to really make sure they have lots of watering holes in, in the home. I don't mean open your toilet, you know. <laughs> And let them have a lot of watering holes like that. But have some good... We have a fountain. Yeah, they love their fountain. Great. That's great. Fountain. And I always r- recommend what we have also pure water that's filtered, no tap water. But I guess that'd be like if you ate crackers and bread and all of that, and that's all you ate, you'd get a yeah. little mm-hmm. a little backed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To right. put it yeah. politely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Well, I think it's real important, like I say, that we see how the cats do with it experiment with your cats at home see what you think but most cats really do enjoy wet eating the wet food the thing about we need to find out the right protein source or their preference for their protein source um, needs to be of course their choice we know about that don't we samantha Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we now have a lot of more lot more choices for protein than we used to we have duck which is great because it's high fat we have lamb we've got uh, rabbit We've got, you know, all these other really good, but venison, bison, good protein sources for them to eat like they would eat in the wild. I've never seen a cat hunt for a bison. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. I think you have a good, yeah, uh, let me think. If you're a big cat, you might. Yes. If you're a big cat. So they're still a little hardwired like those big cats, so they might pick take take on that. I don't know. But they do need to have meat. And that you'll find that they will, like, again, they'll get, they'll achieve the normal weight and shed less if they're eating the wet food um so it just it it's good but you, when you first try it you have to do a little taste t- taste tests with mm-hmm. them and see what they like also be aware of the texture most cats like a moist pate uh, although they have chunks and gravy and shreds and diced and sliced I've and noticed, loaf i i thought my cats would like the chunks better yeah they tend to like the pate yeah and it, cool. if i give them mm-hmm. the chunks uh, mouse will lick all of the gravy off the top right 
and then leave, leave the, the chunks. chunks. And mm-hmm. Myrtle will come back and eat the chunks. So <laughs> it's really gross. Yeah. They have a system. It works for them. It I works just for let them. them. That's good. That's good. But, you know, when I have my cats, that same way, they lick the gravy and leave the rest of the stuff. And I paid for the whole thing. You know, so it's like, okay. But I've seen, can you, is, would it be okay um, if you make a little gravy for them? I've seen on Facebook mm-hmm. a video where they use gelatin and, and mm-hmm. beef broth and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then they make like a little cat cake. Like, is that a good treat for them? Well, yeah, if it's all pure, you okay. know, it doesn't have a lot of junk or coloring. Mm-hmm. You don't want, don't want coloring in it or anything. Unless, like, can you read your treats label, too, because that's where a lot of calories come in. Like you mentioned all, earlier about the de- dehydrated chicken breast. Mm-hmm. It has one ingredient. That's the treat, dehydrated, dehydrated chicken breast. And that is like most homes, especially around my house, that's like kitty crack. You know, my, one of my cats will almost do the dishes for that. You know, I mean, he is so, he loves that so much. So they need to have a little positive reinforcement now and then. And let, let them hunt when you play with them. Uh, that's what we want to talk about is getting, you know, how they, they play. And that's how we burn up some calories. You know, I mentioned earlier, our outdoor cats hunt 10 or 12 times a day. Sometimes those hunts will be unsuccessful. But they hunt about 10 or 12 times a day. And our indoor kitties are indoors they're not hunting very much, you know, so we need to provide ways that they can move around at that mimic a hunt, like with the little toy called the bird or a little cat catcher that has a mouse on the end. We need to check out their prey preferences. Do they, are they more of a mouser or do they like birds? Uh, a peacock feather is nice. Um, you can buy those at Michael's or whatever. So um, get diver- get a variety in the types of things you do and offer your cats but they need to be more like things they hunt in the wild not a little plastic ball or a, a rubber bone whatever you know need to keep it really tight with the type of things they like to play with have you seen the uh, cat wheels yes I've what do you think about wheels. those do you think those would be effective I, especially for like a apartment cats who can't yeah, run I've, I've seen two of my clients have those and uh, they worked a little bit but not not the, the cost didn't justify that. So not two hundred fifty dollars worth of no. Okay, no. you know, similar to how doctors recommend that we get appropriate diet and exercise. You know, I think the recommended amount is like thirty minutes per day, four to five times a week. Mm-hmm. Is there a recommended amount of cat exercise? Absolutely. You know, cats are crepuscular animals, meaning they're they're active at dawn and dusk, like deer. So that's the time they want to go hunt. So take advantage of that time and play with them at those times if you can. Although you can engage a cat any time to play. But they need about at least one really good session of about 10 or 15 minutes. But if you could do two for 5 or 10 minutes, separate out a little bit, that's even better. And then after you play with them, they're hunting, give them a treat. Because they hunt and then they eat. So is that, is that why Myrtle bites my feet in the morning? Is she hunting my feet? Probably. She's probably hungry. <laughs> probably hungry. And you must taste good or smell good or something, you know, for sure. So I would just, yeah, the exercise is playtime. And they also bond with you with that. So during that activity, so it pays off in a big way besides just burning calories. They love to do it and they're, they need to hunt. They get bored. They need, so if you look at feline enrichment books, there are all kinds of really cool books out there about uh, enriching your cat's environment that would be good to get get those and get some good food do some taste tests and get this wrapped up where your cat will normalize in weight and they won't be you know subject to all these other diseases and also they're just funner you know <laughs> they're just funner you know it's just hard to move around when you got a big old what you call it flabby tabby My flabby tabby yeah, yeah. so you got mm-hmm. that gut around you it's just you know for me it's, it's not fun either so anyway keep it keep it clean keep the diet clean Keep the fun going, and you'll have a more at weight cat and not a tubby tabby. Hmm. Yep. 
I love it. It's so fun. Well, thank you for having me on today, Lana. I feel thank like I you. learned so much to get mouse thank in you. shape. Yep, that's great. Glad to have, always glad to have you, the contributor, always Aww. here, part of the podcast. So thanks for being here. Yeah. So uh, thank, well, thank everybody for being here, joining us, and to be sure to share this podcast with your cat lover friends. You can find out more of what's to come by checking out the Cat Sultant Facebook page. Tune into our cat discussions frequently by listening in at realnewscn.com. Or you can find us on iTunes by searching RNCN. We'll talk to you next time. Meow for now.